Welcome to the On Call Room. It's a Grey's Anatomy podcast. It's a Grey's Anatomy day. It's a a great day to, what does he say? It's a great day day to to save lives. Ooh, we should start every episode with, it's a great day to save lives. That's a great idea. Let's start doing it. Welcome to the On Call Room. I'm your host, Dad. I thought you were going to say it's a great day to save lives. You should say who we are first. Oh, okay. Welcome to the On Call Room. A Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm Bree. <laughs> you forgot to say that. And I'm Abby. And it's a great day. We should say it together. Ready? It's and a it's a great, great day, day to save, save lives. lives. It will get better, listeners. Um, if you <laughs> want to support the podcast, um, there are so many different ways that you can do it. Yeah. The first one is go to patreon.com slash the on call room where you can become an intern, a resident, or an attending. And you can get all sorts of things. Bonus episodes. Come to a Google Hangout with us. You can co-host, like we have someone on later today. Uh, what else can you do? Um, you can be, be a part voicemails? of... Leave voicemails. Did you say be a part of the Facebook group? No, that's a big one. Uh-huh. And uh, you also get some cool, like, art. At the end of the year. Yeah. With our signatures, because mm-hmm. we're famous. We're super you famous. You can sell it on eBay. Um, and get your money back from being a patron. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> really true. Um... So yeah, there's, um, go there. Oh, you can get um, episodes a day early. Yeah, which is great if you are like me and you want your podcast. And bonus episodes. Yeah, so you get one extra one a month. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, So head there. Um, Thank you to everyone who is already supporting the podcast um, through Patreon. We really appreciate it. and We really do. It's literally the only reason this podcast is still still going. going. So yeah, it means a lot to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at the On Call Room Pod. Today I did a little social media roundup, which will this will have aired. It'll already have happened, but it's kind of fun if you don't follow any of the cast members to see what they're up to. And Bree does great reminders when new episodes are airing. We also have a website if you want to contact us. It's www.theoncallroompod.com. There's a contact form there and also links to listen to us on SoundCloud if you don't have a uh, iPod. An iPod. <laughs> Guys, this is going to be the first of two times an iPod is mentioned, which Bree and I don't own iPods. No, I was trying to say AirPods, but I said iPod, <laughs> and then you just said if you don't have an iPod. Oh, I God. IPhone. Actually, I do have an iPod. It's up in my closet, and it only attaches, it can only turn on when it's plugged into a battery, so I have this, like... um like boombox thing yeah. that I refuse to get rid of because there's certain music on oh, that yeah, iPod there. that, yeah. So. There is technology to get that off your iPod. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right. So um, the other way that you can help um, help the podcast, help support us, is to leave a review on iTunes. Um, we are looking for five scalpels, um, but... Uh, we also read if <laughs> the reviews if you don't give us five scalpels. Um, so the featured review for tonight, um, I'm not going to actually read it, but um, someone left a review saying they really enjoyed the podcast, um, but they didn't really care about us personally and our lives. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I think they mean they didn't need the first I know, but I just am being funny. Um, They don't care about us. They don't. Well, they don't, and that's fine. Um, And so they said they usually want to just skip ahead and listen to the part where we talk about Grey's Anatomy um, and that they really wish that there was a way to figure out exactly where that was in each episode. So your wish has been granted. In the show notes, I am going to be posting the exact timestamp of when we take a break 
and we start talking about the episode. Yes. That's not to promise that something else won't come up when we are talking about the episode, right. but we do the best we can. So um, you're welcome. So yeah. if there's any other um, things that you um, think would be beneficial for the podcast. I would say email us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was um, we can't guarantee that we're going to do them, but we definitely like to hear what you guys have to say. And so, if you have an idea, um, feel free to email us. It's theoncallroom at gmail.com. Yeah, and we would love your like constructive criticism there. And then maybe after we maybe answer it, you can then give us a five star. Yes, five scalpel. That would be great. Yeah, but thank you so much for that review. We are thankful for any and all of them. Yes. Um, are we though? <laughs> Well, someone brought to light today on the Facebook group another Grey's... Well, it's not... I looked at it. It's not a Grey's podcast. It's called Scrubbing In. I saw it, yeah. But it does other things. And I haven't listened yet. I'm going to because I really like T.R. Knight, who Mm -hmm. plays George, who they have on. But I'm like... I feel like they're too big for us to try to do... I want to do like a crossover. I think they're too big. I know. If they get the actual George on, they don't want us, do they? Yeah. I think they're influencers. And you know, we're trying to be... But like, we we could... I feel like we would give them... We could tell them we have like 5,000 listeners. We do. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. (laughs) We absolutely do. Also, I have like a a really terrible cough. I sound like (laughs) I've been dying. Um... But I, anyways, my point is, listeners, thank you for bringing that to light. Because A, I want to listen, and B, I'm determined not to contact them. I'm going to do it from my photography page. Yeah, that's great, because no one will. And then, because, and then I'll be like, oh, and, uh, and uh, boop, boop. maybe it'll work. Or maybe we can tell everyone to spam their comments. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, it was just cool. I would love to have George on. George, TR Knight. If you're out there. We'll talk about your new show. It's animated. It looks real cute. We don't have to talk about Grays. No. We'll talk about Grays. We'll talk. I want to know the dirt. Only about Grays. Like, what was it like to have to be hit by a bus in a show? Yeah. (laughs) Actually hit by a bus. And then emotionally and physically. We ask all the worst questions. Yeah, and then, like, like, how did it feel? Oh, yeah. Okay, here's a fun game before we go on. What would you ask him? What's your, what's, what would you want to know from the guy who played George? (sighs) What was it like... Working with Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> <Just, laughs> not even about him. Just every question is about Sandra O. Oh, yeah. No, you'd be like, what was it like working with Emmy winner Sandra O? Oh. Um, I think I was, What was your favorite scene was, with Sandra O? Oh? Just every question. Yeah. I think I'd want to know who he felt like he had the most chemistry with. Mm-hmm. Like what character? Well, probably none of them. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe they still had on-screen chemistry. Um, or, like, how does it feel, like, being, like, a part of the beginning of something that's so big now? Yeah. That you know? That's and, weird. I doubt he watches. Yeah. And, like, or, like, are you, asso- like, associated with it still? And does yeah. that bother you? Ooh, maybe Do you feel like you left at the right time? Maybe he signed, like, an NDA, and once the show ends, all this, like, shit's going to come out. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Do you feel like George ended the way George's character should, being hit by a bus? <laughs> <laughs> How was your Vegas wedding with Callie? Yeah, that's what we really want to know about. I want to know about the scene that they never got to film. I want to know if he's... Eh, I don't Disappor- care about that. I just want to know what he thinks of Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, same. And can you can you get us to meet Sandra? Yeah, are you still friends you with have, Sandra? Oh, I see that Ellen Pompeo writes on your Instagram. Are you connected in Could any way? Could you get her to talk to Sandra for us? <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow, that'd be so great. 
Uh, oh, speaking of which, listeners, I finally watched Killing Eve. I am through partway through the first season, I think. I binged three episodes on an airplane and then continued to watch it when I got to my destination every night. And then I finished it. And then, unfortunately, I couldn't finish the second season because I don't have cable. So I couldn't watch it on AMC. And it's not on Hulu yet. Oh, it's not on Hulu. No. So, listeners in the Facebook group, if any of you have a way, it was a tree that hit the window. Cool. <laughs> Just a tree came through the window. If any of you have a way for me to watch it and want to share, please do. Yeah. Let Abby know. It's raining out. Um, Anyways, we have a really long episode coming up. Yeah. We had great discussion with our guests. So we kind of feel like maybe, and especially that person who just left the review, listen to this episode. (laughs) You don't have to hear us talk for 40 minutes before you hear about... um, You have a nice long episode about Grey's Anatomy, which this podcast is about. (laughs) And we are your hosts. I'm Abby. I'm Bree, and it's a great day to save save lives. lives. And here we go into the episode. Welcome back. Oh, Bree, you beat me. I was about (laughs) to speak. Um, We're back, everyone, and we have a special person here with us. We have uh, Laura scrubbing in. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hey. So happy you're here with us tonight. Yeah, Laura's been a patron for a while. Yeah. And a fan. A real fan. A real fan. Um, So, Laura, we're going to ask you some questions, and you just tell us how you feel about all these different things we're going to ask you. First and foremost, when did you start watching Grace? So, I... Okay, so do you know you can look at your Netflix history? No, that's... Terrifying. Does it tell you how many hours you've spent? No, but you okay, can go have. back and see. So I started I watching. Well, I definitely watched it not just on Netflix because uh-huh. I remember I started in high school because I was like obsessed with the Calzona storyline. Yep. And but I never got super into the actual like plot other than that. And then I started watching it again in 2014. I was. Like in the, I was like in upstate New York doing absolute, like I had a research gig and like there was nothing happening. Like the nearest Walmart was like an hour away. I'm not even. (laughs) (laughs) So I would like go to the gym and do spinning for like an hour and just watch Grace like every day. Incredible. And and so I watched like all of Grace that summer um, because there was no one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So Grace became your, your friend. It was like, I had two research mates and then that was it. And the professor I was working with. And so I went through all of grades up and I don't know when that, that was 20, that was 2014, but I don't remember what season, what that was season, what we're on 15 now. So that would have been 10. Yeah. Um, I've pretty consistently watched it since then. Um, Yeah. And I mean, I'm obviously caught up. Um, I've watched season five, six, seven and eight, like, so many times. Are these your favorites? Yes, for okay, sure. Okay, I love that. <laughs> um, I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I feel like listeners don't. But who's your favorite character? Arizona Robbins. Yes. I, well, first off, like I had such a key. I still do have a crush on her, but like I just love how I feel like I'm very, I'm very similar to her. Like I definitely have some like dark and grumpy moments and I'm definitely have like dark parts of my personality but like when I do my work I'm like very bubbly and enthusiastic and like I don't know like that's just definitely how I live my life even if like I have 
other deeper, darker parts of me. Like, I really like season nine, Arizona, because, like, she's going through all this stuff. But then when she comes back to work, like, it takes her a bit, but she's still, like, pretty bubbly by the end of season nine. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know. I definitely associate with that. And also, she's just, like, so ridiculously hot. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. She's gorgeous. I actually loved, I am spilling the beans. You wrote her in your, like, little bracket, like, for your, who you wished had won favorite character. And I just appreciated that because I feel like, I mean, I just think we don't ever get, like, a ton of people, like, having her as their, like, top favorite. Like, everyone likes her. I don't think there's a ton of people that don't. But I love someone that's, like, a huge fan. Like, that makes me happy. Um, she's a great character. So I think I might know this answer, but we're still going to ask, who's your favorite couple? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, Calzona. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I feel like, do I even, I, there are definitely other couples that I like. I kind of am in, so I've been rewatching Grey's a little bit and I definitely am in like an out period with Meredith and Derek. Like I'm so mm-hmm. sick of Meredith at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I like parts of her, but she also is just, she doesn't, like, take control of her own life and kind of lets things happen to her mm-hmm. um, a lot of times. Let's see. I don't even remember what other couples that I really like. Oh, I love, I love Teddy. Uh-huh. Um, and but with who? Yeah. <laughs> I, Henry. I hate Owen. I oh, hate Henry. That's such a good answer. Yeah. I always forget so, about them. So, wait, you hate Owen. So, who is he your least favorite character? Oh, no. No, 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 Who do you hate more? Who do you hate more? <laughs> this well, is exciting. I have, like, a... I re- there are some characters I really don't like. I really don't like Izzy. Um, yeah. I, well, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like Chief at all, which you're going to hear when we discuss these episodes. Oh, no! Oh, wow. That's okay. No, it'll be a good debate, because yeah. I, I have similar feelings, but I also, like, cried a lot yeah, <laughs> in this yeah, episode, sure. so it'll be great. Let's see. I don't... I don't love, like, the new characters in the current seasons. Um, I don't think they're super fleshed out. Like, I love the storyline between what is, uh, Nico and... Yeah, Glasses. Except, what's his glasses. role? Jake? Is it Jake? I still think it's pretty one-dimensional in comparison to, like, the previous storylines. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, they're gay and they're coming out. But, like, you, we don't really come go any deeper than that like i we don't know anything about glasses really other than he lives with with his mom you know like right right and he know, plays like, like board games yeah we don't know yeah. like, date women is was he confused was he unhappy like about that whole thing was it like callie where she like legitimately is attracted to like we just don't know about him yeah um, right. when comparing it to their like the storyline we got with arizona and callie it's a lot less in depth yeah yeah um other couple, I do like Meredith and Derek sometimes. Um, I do like Mark and Lexi a lot. I don't yeah. like what the show did to them, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, I feel you like mean they, murder by play. <laughs> <laughs> like, they like Shonda and crew or whoever was writing those seasons made them jump through all of these hoops that were like, not really necessary. Like the whole Sloan storyline, which we'll get in. Like Sloan, like the right, the, right. That was so unnecessary, and then like. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I do yeah. really like, okay, well, first off, I'm totally, this is not even a thing, but I really, we need another bi character. So I'm like, Amelia and Karina, season 16, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because who was, I'm sorry, what was happening again in that scene? Because they referenced it. Well, okay. she was doing research on orgasms. orgasms. And so Amelia 
offered to oh, go and yeah, yeah, be yeah. in her because research. She had a crush on Karina. But yeah. in proper practice, uh, Amelia mentions twice that she, like, had a, like, Oh, a was with women when she was younger. Yeah, and that she, like, she has mentioned a lot of times, like, how hot women are in private practice. So there's definitely, like, hints coming forward to that. Uh, but I really do like Link and Amelia. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, and, I do too. Um, what about, uh, what is your, we're, so we're going to possibly soon be doing a bonus episode. So we need some insight here. What's your favorite finale? Oh, oh my God. Without a doubt, season, or, okay. Well, you can I just describe it if you don't know the number. Six. No, oh, I know all the finales. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my parents have been watching Grey's Anatomy for the first time. And I'm pretty sure I'm so annoying because I like, we, I have the Hulu, I pay for the Hulu and they like have Netflix. So like I creep on there so we can see who <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you go to right. different profiles. Mm-hmm. And so I've been like creeping where they're at. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're at the season six finale. And I was like, you wow. have to get to it. Ugh, um, the shooter? Yeah. Yeah. That's your favorite? I I mean, it's so emotional and I just love I I there's actually some really great deleted scenes that are like Calzona deleted scenes. Yeah. There was like entire storyline, I don't know if you've watched them, um, where I, they end up having to do like an appendectomy in the hallway with this oh, little Oh, with the little girl. They like totally bond in Arizona like is like super motherly and then that leads up to that ending scene where Arizona's like I don't want to be with you if I don't want to like not have kids if I can't be with you and then Callie's like I want to I won't have kids to be with you and they have that whole thing and then yeah someone's like I can't live without you and our 10 sorry I like love that scene so much (laughs) I love it I'm obsessed with this maybe we should have you back on for the finale I just want you to do a live action of it actually I want you to do a watch along. Watch of Arizona speeches, <laughs> like the I know the the one where she comes like with the dad and the. That's a good one. The one about like magic with peds. I've just seen them so many times, and I've been so trained as an academic that I just memorize things. Yeah, no, I mean it's it perfect. totally makes sense. So I, you- I definitely like season six because it's so emotional and the music is so good. And then there's that like Katie Herzig song that like. Where she's like, I don't like Meredith has the voiceover like, you know, I grew up in the in the hospital and this is where I like, you know, played with dolls and this was my home and I loved it here or I loved it here. And then she's like, wait, I loved it here. And the, yeah. that song's playing and you're just like crying. That's I like the super ones dramatic. I'm excited. I, I'm excited to watch it again because I think I've only well, I think I've seen it twice. Yeah, but like, so like Brie, be nice and fresh. Yeah, like Brie and I always talk about with the podcast. Like Brie has definitely watched it more than me, and we're finally to the point where I might have not seen these more than once or twice. Yeah, and so it's kind of fun to have like a fresh opinion on them versus a like if I were to watch Harry Potter, and well, like a nostalgic opinion. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So for sure, do you have an unpopular opinion? I don't. I feel like I'm. I have a lot of very strong negative opinions about certain characters. Mm-hmm. I guess my biggest negative opinion is that Meredith's storyline should have, like, ended. Like, she should be a side character by now. Um, Do you feel like she kind of is, though? Sometimes I feel like she's not even part of the episodes anymore. She has a lot. If She actually has a lot of, like, minute-by-minute screen time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So she actually, even though it seems like, it's just because nothing is happening in all the scenes that she, like, (laughs) she's still in, like, she's the primary character in terms of screen time. 
in season 15, 14 and everything. Um, yeah, that is probably an unpopular opinion seeing as the show is about her. <laughs> I hate her and DeLuca. I, like, <laughs> also, like, she needs somebody who can actually be a father to her kids. And I just think that her storylines haven't really gone anywhere. And they kicked out two characters, Arizona and April, who were, um, you know, they actually had a really big fan base and they had a lot of, I think April's Christianity storyline in season 14 could have gone a lot of places. And she was like in a really dark place. And, and uh, I think they, that was a really poor decision. Um, <coughs> oh, just, God. oh, he's having an attack. I think she was going to say she agrees with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like swallowed my spit weird. I was going to be like, I agree with you. And then I started coughing instead. Yeah, I I agree with you, too. I feel like it's a bummer. I wonder. I mean, we never will know the like back end of everything and how shows work and who makes what decisions and whatnot. But I do agree that it was um, a bummer that she's no longer there. But I am thankful for like what her arc did while it was there. So, yeah. Um, And then. I have actually, I'm adding one question. First one, well, last one is, how did you find the podcast? And then I have one more. Mm. Uh, so I guess I don't really have any uh, friends who, okay, there's one, there's a postdoc in my department who watches <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. So occasionally we'll be in like the, like the lunch, like the lounge and we'll be like discussing it, but like he doesn't feel as passionately as me. <laughs> how dare he? <laughs> kind of embarrassed that like, we're discussing Grey's Anatomy in a math department, so I needed somewhere to someone to talk to about Grey's Anatomy. Um, and I don't really remember. Uh, I think I there was like some podcast that was like uh, I started listening to about Grey's Anatomy, but it, it was like I just hated it. They would get things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and you you still like us? I'm in, I'm amazed. <laughs> it was like. A mass media produce. It was, um, it was like, oh, Grey's Anatomy after Buzz. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that picture. I've never listened. I and listen to our so they like do a recap, and then they're not even like fans, and then they will have opinions, <laughs> and then not know things about like I don't know. It just was. was so like, I don't looked, have a podcast about you something. Like a po- <laughs> you felt like a podcast ghost the yeah. whole time. I that actually that premise is killing me right now like I want to just watch a show I hate and then talk about it that's so sad um my last question is uh and again answer this as vaguely as you want but like we always ask like if you feel like sharing where are you in the world and what do you spend your time doing um so I am in New England cool like you uh look at the Facebook group I've definitely made some more area specific comments (laughs) yep 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 um, I love New England. It's amazing. I, it's beautiful. Um, I'm super outdoorsy, so that's kind of motivating me. Um, and so I'm an applied mathematician. Um, I work on image reconstruction. So I work on ultrasounds and MRIs. And so um, the algorithms that happen behind the scenes uh, when you get some type of medical imaging or Actually, I just work on general imaging, so, but, like, I'm sure you don't care about, like, aerial imaging uh, from, like, planes and stuff, but it doesn't really matter what I'm do- what you're doing. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, I don't really understand a lot of the physics, but I do all the math behind it, and I do a lot of coding, which is, yeah. It's, 
It's like, and I, I, I hate making comments like this because I feel like I sound very dumb, but you know, when you're like, when you're in a specific field and that's just your life, like my life is taking wedding photos and it doesn't really like job wise expand from there. But like to know that like what you're doing is a job and is like (laughs) a thing that so many people do. It just blows my mind how like large the world is and how many tiny parts it takes to actually function. Well, and like how specific this job is. Yeah, it's so cool. I'm yeah. like very, it's I think it's great. Specific. I swear, like it's not that specific. Like I entered my PhD program with just like general math. Like I actually did pure math in undergrad. Um, pure math. So there's about <laughs> literally like I, you're going right over my head right like, now. I love it pure math. <laughs> but I did in undergrad with like combinatorics and geometric group theory and stuff like that so totally very very few real world applications like here's this thing called a group it's filled with like you you literally just call things letters and there's no there anyway so i still love that like actually if you want another podcast it's so great it's called my favorite theorem (laughs) is it a math is it a math podcast yes but they i'm gonna pass (laughs) Thanks, so but no thanks. <laughs> it's so well explained. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. And Okay, maybe like, if they're like explaining it well, I would. How about this? I'll give it a try and I'll let you know what I think. Laura, will you still be our friend knowing that Brie and I only went up to, uh, uh, what's the math? Oh, I, I Algebra 2. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, what's the one after that with shapes? Uh, <laughs> so no. Who, what, where, why, and when? Geometry. No. A statistic? Stats. What? Thank you. I didn't even take stats. Oh. I just went to algebra <laughs> too. And then when I went to Michigan State, I tested into no credit math. Like I had to take a semester oh, yes. of math that I didn't even get credit for in order to then take. <laughs> but the thing is, the math that you learn in high school and college, it's not like beautiful math. Like no, math, I know. It's, math it's, is like legitimately a painting, like... When I think about geometric group theory, it's just honestly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I, it's just, I I believe that to be true. Like I have seen a beautiful mind, (laughs) (laughs) but no, that movie is super problematic. Okay. Okay, well, no, I understand. It's, it's like, it's how you think. It's like how you, and I think math is beautiful. I just, my brain doesn't go there. I know it's fun to talk to you. Okay, I will stop talking about math, but I'm just saying that these theorems, it's like this, you can encapsulate this entire idea about how the world works in a single theorem. And that's pretty amazing. It yeah. Is, it is amazing. We're not doubting that. We're just laughing at our lack of ability to yeah. do it. But I'm glad that we have grays in common, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> because I hope that you will still be our friend. Yeah. Um, this is incredible. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, so we are going to jump into the uh, the monologues. Yes. So for everyone who maybe just tuned in because we... So I'm not going to play this. Anyways, we're going to talk about season six, episode nine and ten. Um, they're called New History and Holidays with the Z. Z. <laughs> um, and Brie, which one do you want to read? I can do the first one. Okay, perfect. So this one is New History. Doctors live in a world of constant progress and forward motion. Stand still for a second and you'll be left behind. But as hard as we try to move forward, as tempting as it is to never look back, the past always comes back to bite us in the ass. And as history shows up again and again, those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. 
Sometimes the past is something you just can't let go of. And sometimes the past is something we'll do anything to forget. And sometimes we learn something new about the past that changes everything we know about the present. Meredith Gray. Dude, that was great. You didn't even yeah, laugh thank once. thank you so much. Uh, the next one is Holidays. The best gift I ever got was for Christmas when I was 10, my very first suture kit. I used it until my fingers bled, and then I tried to use it to stitch up my fingers. It put me on the path to becoming a surgeon. My point is, sometimes the best gifts come in really surprising packages. Every day we get to give the gift of life. It can be painful, it can be terrifying, but in the end it's worth it every time. We all have the opportunity to give. Maybe the gifts are not as dramatic as what happens in the operating room. Maybe the gift is to try and make a simple apology. The joy supposedly is in the giving. So, (laughs) wait, I missed a whole line up. I got shit, I was doing so well. Hang on. Maybe the gift is to try and make a simple apology. Maybe it's to understand another person's point of view. Maybe it's to hold a secret for a friend. The joy supposedly is in the giving. So when the joy is gone, when the giving starts to feel more like a burden, that's when you stop. But if you're like the mo- most people I know, you give till it hurts and then you give some more. Meredith Gray. Okay. Sorry, I tried to move my no, computer and then totally I didn't fine. know how to read. <laughs> um, I always try and do a shotgun workup. So you want to do it this time? Yeah, I will. Okay. Okay, so uh, again, this, we're going to read through really quick all the patients. We might not like hit on all of them, but... Yeah, because some um, of them are just... They yeah. didn't even have names. Right. So patient number one is Dr. Singer. Uh, normal pressure hydrocephalus. Oh, gosh, Laura, are you... Hydrocephalus? Know, hydrocephalus. Oh, pressure, okay, I, I'm like good at this. Normal pressure hydrocephalus, which means water on the brain. Ooh, fun. Okay, perfect. Sheldon Morris, obstructive jaundice. Then we got Casey, who has, oh God, anomalous. (laughs) Now I'm nervous. (laughs) You're fine. Uh, Anomalous left coronary artery from the pulmonary artery, cardiac asthma. Oh, that was sad. That was a little boy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Simmons, pseudoaneurysm and bowel infraction. It's wrote infarction, but I think it's supposed to be infraction. Isn't it? it? I think it's supposed to be infarction. It's Dang infarction. It. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> like a blood, like the blood stops flowing and that's what happened that the blood stopped flowing to her bowels and they, the, the, like the outer flesh died. Yeah. I'm so sad. Uh, Lexi Gray, amputated fingertip. That was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. And weird that <laughs> Sloan Riley, pregnancy. That was on there. <laughs> and I thought busted. it was funny. So yeah. I put it on there. Perfect. Okay. Now we're going to go on rounds. Um, we have Chief and his drinking and all the repercussions from this. Um, Izzy's return and her fight with Alex, um, Bailey and her dad, which is a lot. Um, <laughs> Teddy arrives and also announces her feelings to Owen. The triangle begins. The first triangle. The very first love triangle um, involving Teddy. Yeah. And then Mark having a daughter uh, who is now pregnant. Those are kind of our like main. So talking kind of our points. talking points, but we can go off from those, obviously. Uh, first notes, Alora, go ahead. You can go first. Okay. Well, this isn't exactly in one of those topics, but I just want to say that the songs for this for episode nine were great. Yeah. Is that the one with the take this? Leave? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that song? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That that's it. Yeah, but I don't know what it's called. <laughs> they broke I up. Like, it's that couple. Oh, is it the Civil Wars? Yeah, yeah, yep. That's classic. And then there's like Greg Laswell one, which is like very typical Greys. And also, they always have Greg Laswell on there. And then there's the uh, there's a Joy Williams song at the beginning of episode nine, and also, and then in the next episode, it's all like Christmas music. But then uh, Sara Ramirez sings a song, which is great. Um, Is she singing one of the Christmas songs? Yeah, she sings Silent Night. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's nice. 
Of course she does. I love that. Yeah. I felt very nostalgic during the Christmas so season. So did I. Like, I was like, I want it to be Christmas right now. But same. I was like, no, I don't. I wrote Thanksgiving Eve, holiday music. I kind of like it. Yeah, I, totally. I felt feelings um, during it. Abby, what was your first note? Um, my first note was... Izzy's back and she's. It was just like more shock that I forgot that she came back this soon. Yeah, I was like, what is Merritt doing? And then I was like, oh shit, Izzy. Right, yeah. Also, I just. Should we start with the Izzy? Sure, why not? I I just. Okay, I just want to say, okay, so (laughs) Izzy shows up, whatever. But then, like, just is going to drop him off to Meredith. I was like, and thank God she didn't. But I was like, Izzy, where are you going? Like, right. you can't just bring Dr. Singer in here and, like, leave him in a wheelchair and, like, be back later after his tests are done. Right. She just, her, like, grasp on reality is just so, like, out there. And it's just frustrating to me, too. And we'll talk, I don't mean to be skipping ahead, but, like, her, her like, fight with Alex up in the gallery that, like, she thinks he's the reason she got fired. And I, I mean, obviously their marriage was like built to crumble, but like, are you kidding me? You haven't even talked to him. It just drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had a note that like, I, was just, I just wrote Izzy is the worst. Okay, so she's still <laughs> married to Alex and she has no sense of responsibility of like, right. Alex, yo, are we gonna stay married or are we divorcing? She just goes and abandons him and like goes on and lives her life and like doesn't even tell him if, that she's alive and then right. brings in her old teacher and thinks that she can just get away with not seeing her husband in the hospital. And yeah. I just don't, I don't understand her. And she just thinks she can just like walk in and just be like, Oh, this is going to cost nothing, you know? Yeah. And demand it because yeah. she paid for, which I guess it was her money, but also like, well, first of all, I said, but that's I, not how donations work. You make a <laughs> donation and you're not like now, the place I donate to owes me everything. Right. And also, I mean, I don't, I'm going to disagree a little bit. Yeah. Like if you donate $8 million and you're like, we can't do a $10,000 surgery and be like, you walked into this clinic. I'd be like, the only reason you have this fucking clinic is because I donated $8 million. Like, I understand that. But like, she just, she walks around expecting that, like, she's just going to get everything she wants. Oh, and right. Grabs the test results when she's not, like, a physician in that hospital, you know? Yeah. No, I totally agree. She's out of line, ev- like, through this whole episode. Everything she does, I think, is super inappropriate. I think the one thing... I don't think she can demand that the surgery be done, but I was just like, I mean, she kind of has a point. She donated $8 million. Like, well, and you think about all the things that in the last episode with Arizona, the people who are going to donate $25 million, they made Arizona do a surgery she didn't want to do on this child. Right. So you do things for money. You know what I mean? She does. Arizona shouldn't have done that. And that's why donating money can be so, like, there can be so many issues with that especially when it comes to, like, medical care or education. Oh, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I and just, so I just think keeping boundaries is really important. Grace knows nothing of boundaries. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just also think, like, it'd be one thing if Izzy was still a doctor there. Right. Which, like, again, even in the montage, like, it'd be one thing if she wasn't fired very sort of inappropriately. Like, like it just was, a, I mean, not really. But, but like, like, super abrupt. Yeah, without any, like, given reason or anything. I mean, she had reason. Forget I said that. But anyways, <laughs> I just, like, it just, she's not working there, and she's walking in there like nothing's changed. And that scene when Alex just first comes in and sees her, mm-hmm. and he's in his, like, dark place, too, so he just, you know, goes away. Yeah. Such a sad face. I made a note, I like, at the end of one of the episodes, or I think it's the second one, he's just, like, sitting in the bar, and, like, I just... 
like his face is like there's no emotion and it's just blank but you feel so bad for him and he does that mm-hmm. face all the time and you're just like oh my god this poor man yeah i know i mean one of my notes is just like how can you imagine walking into a clinic your place of work where you haven't heard from your wife and your wife is standing there and she turns around like I, I, I can't imagine. Oh, I can't yeah. imagine that. I'd go punch her in the face. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just really like I get his reaction to just walk away because, like, at that point, like, what are you gonna say? But then he comes up to the gallery to try and like, like, obviously talk with her, and she goes through her whole. She freaks out on him, and I appreciate that he says like, "I can't forgive you." Yeah, either. Yeah, because her reason is that because he went into chief to say, like, I don't know if she's, like, ready for this yet. Like, you know, but not in a, like, a way like she's what because he wasn't saying it in a, like, she's not good enough to be a doctor. She's not ready. It was like, be careful. Like, well, it was like, don't fire her because she isn't like this isn't a reason to fire her. She's not at her and and she fucked up. She made a mistake. So she got fired. And what you do in those situations, if you're a healthy adult in a healthy marriage is you go talk about it. You don't go leave. Yeah. And the fact that like, that's what she's using as her, like, it's your fault. I lost my job is so stupid. I, yeah, I'm not mad at Karev for then walking away. Cause like, what do you do? You're right. He has said, I did like the little line when um, Christina's bitching like about Teddy to Karev and Mare and Karev's like no one's allowed to talk to Izzy while I eat or talk about Izzy while I eat yeah. <laughs> he's just like eating angrily so, speaking of that scene Karev always has food all over his face when he eats just <laughs> he had does. to put that out there he really does <laughs> like he's always eating a sandwich at lunch and it's always crumbs all over his face he's just angry face. eating Oh, he's just like fucking pissed and eating a sandwich I also think it's um, cool to witness I feel like now when I'm watching these earlier seasons I'm like looking for these Easter eggs that, like, now show up in the current ones. And, like, it is special to me that, like, Meredith is the one who's trying to help him and, like, talk him through it and set up Izzy in the gallery so that he can talk to her. And, like, they're still friends. And I don't know. I always, mm-hmm. I always like that. I'm a sucker for that. Also, this is... Okay, so we already talked about Dr. Singer coming in. Yeah. Joel Gray, right? And, you know, he's, like, the Broadway singer who's super famous. He's I should also- know from Cabaret. I just Googled it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so he was, he is the father of Jennifer Gray, who's Betty's mom or whatever her real name is. I've forgotten. So his oh, daughter. Oh, from season. Dirty Dancing. From Dirty Dancing, who was oh. Betty's mom in season 15. <laughs> Joel oh. Gray is her, Jennifer Gray's father. And Joel also ha- had like this two episode story arc in private practice. As the same character or as a different character? Nope. As some other character who's dying of cancer, and also, I know you guys don't, like, this is not a House podcast, but it's so weird, because in House, Joel Grey also played some dying cancer patient. (laughs) Is Joel Grey the one in private practice that Pete helps, uh, does, like, helps him commit to assisted, doctor-assisted suicide? Yeah. Oh. I'm on a private practice rewatch right now, like, currently. Yeah, so. And so... Joel Gray played a scientist in Gray's Anatomy who had health problems. He plays like a doc because Joel Gray in private practice was also a doctor. And in house, he plays a scientist with health issues. Like, is he just like typecast? Typecast. They're like, sorry, sir, but you look like you're dying at all times. But you look like a scientist who's dying. Right. Yeah. An ex scientist. 
this dude died. Oh, man. That's, That's a funny type I was test. happy that he didn't die in the yeah, end. Yeah, I liked his line where he was like, it feels like the lights have been turned back on. Yeah. Also, I wrote, it's so classic. Great job falling. He did yeah, his great job falling. I was going to say, it's classic Grace to have someone be like, ah, ah, and they try to stop him, and then they fall. That happens like, I was like, oh, <laughs> Betty's going to fall and get hurt again. Like, that happens every time. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if I have anything else about... I don't think I have anything else about that storyline. About Izzy? Yeah. Yeah, because she's not in the second. No. Laura, do you have anything else? It's your I... last moment to bitch about no. Izzy. <laughs> no. I don't want to say anything else about her. She's gone. She's all done. I, all I want to say is that... Uh, I, what, like, I'm looking forward to, because I love the scene, but it's devastating when she comes back, like, the last time. Because it's got to be soon. I think it is. It is. Um, I think it's a couple episodes. Um, last thing about that storyline is when Dr. Percy comes in, he's such a dick. Oh, yeah. Like, he didn't have to, like, oh, yeah. look who's here. <laughs> I do love that. Izzy's like, you paid this guy, the guy who got me fired. And Meredith's like, I don't even know no, who this guy is. <laughs> I also love, um, it's like, I forget, I feel like the only episode where we start to feel bad for him and like him is when he's dying. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Pretty I much, believe so. Like, yeah. <laughs> Tough, tough run, tough run. <laughs> um, okay, guys, do we want to talk about? Uh, I don't. I want to like save. I kind of want to save Teddy or in chief towards the like, end. Those are like my two favorites. Teddy. I love Teddy. Same. Yeah. I, this is like a Teddy love episode for me. Um, can we talk about Mark? Maybe. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sorry about that cough, everyone. Uh, yeah, and Baby Sloan. Yeah, I would hate this storyline. There's like no point to it. Like we already knew Mark is a player. Like. Why bring in a grandson that you're going to take away and a and a daughter who is just like a complete bimbo? You know, I just don't see any point of the storyline other than trying to break Mark and Lexi apart. Yeah, it, it's definitely. I feel. I feel like it's like it's like Meredith and Derek's Addison. Like, like it's it's the version of like what is going to throw a wrench in their relationship. It's going too well right now. Like they're living. Are they living together? No, uh, yeah, they are living together. Yeah. yeah, I think it's not going that well. Like they've already they've already had some issues with telling other people, and and Lexi is so immature. Like she has very little experience of you know being in a relationship, and she's pretty childish in the relationship. But I think it was like it's on its way towards growth. I guess is like it could get better, and then this happens. Unfortunately, breaking Mark's heart. And having a grandson that's taken away. It is a son, I think. Taken away, right? Well, see, I forgot and- it's taken away. I'm so, yeah. I'm like, I'm like still remembering how this all goes. Yeah, I, I think it's also, it's just a, like a play too on that like, oh, she's a similar age to Lexi. <laughs> I, have, I have something to say about yeah. this. That I feel like it's kind of unrealistic that Sloane would move in with her dad for a while. Yeah. Like, she's 18 years old. And... I mean, I guess maybe that's being a good dad. I don't know. I feel like I would contact the mother and be like, right. yo, what the fuck is going on? You know? Right. So, and I know this second episode is like, it pans over like a, like the holiday season. So mm-hmm. November to January. But it just felt like, I was like, wait, why is she not going somewhere else? And then you find out later that she comes to see him because she is pregnant right. and she got kicked out or whatever. So like that kind of came together. But I just feel like, shouldn't he be contacting her mother? Right. Yeah, it's a little... I think he just doesn't know how to do any... Don't see everything that happened. 
What? We don't see everything that happens. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm not like a... I don't like hate this as much as I hate like Eva, Ava, Rebecca storyline. But like, I just, I, I, it's a bummer when something like this gets thrown in, but it brought some humor. Okay. Like when Dar- a gaggle when, of Sloan. Yeah. When Derek was like a gag and he's like Sloan Jones, Sloan Smith, Sloan Sloan. And, like he goes through all of them. That like really killed me. I just like any banter when Derek and Mark are like friends again and not being idiots to each other. Yeah. I thought. It was terrifying when um, Sloane said she was moving in and Lexi cut her finger off. Yeah, that was a little traumatic. She really cut the tip of her finger off. Literally. I'm trying to... There was another quote... That happened in my fifth grade uh, when we were dissecting mice. Some girl, like, cut part of her finger off and she... (gasps) That is fucking terrifying. And I love that Lexi's response is just... Ow. Yeah. Oh, that part when uh, Derek is talking about the pro bono surgery and he's like, I'll write a check. How much? And Arizona's like, I'll split it. And Mark goes, I have a teenager. What if she wants to go to college? And Arizona is like, have you met her? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just thought every line Mark had. Mark is just like, I feel like a little bit comedic humor in this show. Like that's needed. Yeah. And every quote he had, it was sad. And, and not in a way where like I'm judging him Plus, he's a fictional character, but like, <laughs> but like that he knew that she was pregnant and assumed that like he would that she was going to have an abortion or something, and then like yeah, because Derek just assumed that he had no idea he had a daughter or right. a kid, but he did, and that part of me like thinks about like with the Addison storyline too, how like he has a lot of regrets surrounding that. So I think it like adds a little bit of depth to his character, whether or not it's good or bad depth. It just like adds a, something more. Maybe a little bit of backstory to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else about I think her. it was funny that just a little side conversation where Lexi's like, you bought him a snow globe of Seattle. <laughs> like, where's, I gave you 50 bucks. Like, where's the rest <laughs> of my money? Because that seems like something that Sloan would do. Yep. Sloan Riley. Is, her is that name. her name? Yeah, I was trying to. Sloan Riley. Also, her mom named her after yeah. the dad that ran away. Yeah. Can we talk about that? <laughs> oh my God. Laura, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I just okay. don't care about this storyline. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally fine. Okay. We can move on. I don't think I really have anything else about it. Um, what we- if your name was Babbitt? Babbitt Babbitt? Yeah. That would be a dope name. (laughs) Sup, I'm Babbitt Babbitt. I'm changing my first name. I'm like Macaulay Culkin. I was just going to say, it's like Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you hear that, Laura, that Macaulay Culkin legally changed his middle name to Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, so that when people ask him... (laughs) Yeah, so if people ask him, what's your middle name? He can say... Or if they say, are you Macaulay Culkin? I'm like, well, that is my middle name. Yeah. Fucking funny. I love him. Uh, Let's get stu- him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Okay. Um, so should we talk about Bailey? Yeah. Quick? I Oh my gosh. I have so many. Go feelings. ahead, Laura. I Tell me so your feelings. About this. Well, first off, I love Bailey. Mm-hmm. I mean, my mom, like, is she has loved Bailey since like episode one. I always like liked her, but my mom has been very much like Big taking fan. like I have become more of a fan. But I feel like Bailey is being very irresponsible in this episode with the guy with jaundice. Like, that's yes. like, oh, major, yeah, major, like, fuck up, mess up. And <laughs> I just, yeah. And so, like, I just, 
she's covering for him and she knows something's wrong because I was it this episode that like Adele was coming to the hospital or was yeah. that yes Richard <laughs> where have you been Miranda <laughs> anyway are you sleeping with my husband? <laughs> also, that one scene where where Callie is like, well, Bailey's like her work husband, and yeah. like they're not they're not sleeping together. And then Mark's like, well, we slept together. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I love that scene. But any so Bailey like knows something is super wrong. That's a major major mess up. I mean, Richard has been a surgeon for like what you know he's. 35 years he's like 60 in this episode mm-hmm. okay maybe not 35 years but he's like 30 years right you become mm-hmm. a med school takes four years so then if you go straight through yeah so he's been at least 30 years uh, a general surgeon and he clips the bile duct which is a pretty like elementary procedure uh this appendectomy thing or whatever it is but like this is a major mess up and bailey's trying to cover it up that's so problematic and and like then Bailey goes ahead and works to cover it up even more so that she's the only one who would see this patient. Like, why? Bailey, this is, I'm so disappointed in you. Like, yeah, it's weird. There's like, especially because she has different standards, not like with her interns and, you know, who aren't interns anymore, but like with the other people she works with. And I think part of it is, I think there's like some, I mean, like, like Bailey has been like chief's like person, like, like he mentored her, he built her up. And so I think that she feels this like weird responsibility to like him as well. And also I feel like she knows because then he already said like, like she will be his predecessor. Right. And so I feel like there's a little part of protection for herself under that. <laughs> like if she loses chief, she loses the status that she's slowly built up. Like, which like, you know what I mean? Like, like she has this like repertoire with him. And like, if that were to be gone, that's like a threat to a lot of things. And I, I yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's really weird and really out of character. I think it definitely is out of character. And I think maybe they do it, I, I'm disappointed in Bailey too, but they probably <laughs> do that on purpose that it's so out of character. Oh, yeah. To show how sh- her relationship with Chief and how... Um, it's like enabling. Yeah. I actually wrote that down. Um, so, I mean, I made a comment in the... In the uh, post today about, about the next like bracket, the final one about how Meredith enables people, and so I was kind of talking about this episode. But um, so I don't know, uh, it, like in Al-Anon where you're like, if you're like a friends of codependent, yeah, of alcoholics. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that a lot of people in Al-Anon like struggle with is enabling, and so like if you a some, better word would be codependency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, thinking that you actually have control over their behavior and that, like, if you do enough right, then maybe you can change them. And I think that, like, both Meredith and Bailey doesn't know that, like, Richard is struggling with alcoholism, but it doesn't matter, like, what the actual issue is. Like, you can enable someone who has other issues other than alcoholism. Um, For sure. I think both Meredith and Bailey are, like, majorly struggling with codependency this episode. Like, Meredith is enabling Richard's so much yeah Um, and i don't think it's just about like her i don't think she's gaining that much out of his like surgical training because he's clearly like drunk half the time so she's not going to learn that much from him you know i think it's like she feels like like um 
like a sort of like a mentor fathery figure ish thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think part of it is she, like for Meredith getting something out of it that she's not re- yet really had. Like yeah, and so yeah, it's just all sad. Just makes yeah. me really <laughs> sad. I think there's also, I mean, a major responsibility in on Richard to recognize that like not that he needs to be better immediately, but that he isn't, you can recognize that you're not fit for the job you have given what you're struggling with and with alcohol and like without totally admitting everything. And so I think, so there's that like montage at the end of one of the episodes. And it just, to me, that montage with that, I don't, I think that was the end of episode nine. Yeah. Yes, it was. And that just made me really sad because it just made me like look at how much he how how, how much he's messed up the hospital. Well, um, yeah, it, it made me. I texted Bree because I watched it today, and I I was like, oh, like again. Remember, I haven't watched these in a while, so like yeah. I knew this was the season where he starts drinking again. But all of these times when we've been bitching about like the way Chief is acting, the way he fires people, the way he's talking to Derek, like the way he does this, I really think they beautifully wrapped it up in the end there. And, like, all of the hurt that he's witnessing, like, when he had to fire Izzy and that he couldn't mm-hmm. talk to her about it. And, like, because it showed her. It didn't show him doing it. Like, all of that to me is, like, it was a really, like, beautiful. I love, also, I fucking love flashbacks. They oh, give me sure. so many GGBs. Oh, yeah. um, but, like, it made me feel at the same time, like, oh, man, like, this is what's happening. And also super empathizing, like, because mm-hmm. he's a, a hurt, sad man in that moment. And, um I don't know. And you know, even the car accident I wrote, it yeah. like showed that scene, which I didn't even think of as being related to, to that. Like there's right. just so many parts that you didn't know. Um, and I thought, and then that one ends with him looking at Meredith, like across the bar. And yeah, it was just so sad. Brie, what did you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I wrote, oh my God, this is so sad. This <laughs> makes me want to cry. Yeah. Um, because also chief is like, chief is our chief and he annoys the shit out of us a lot of the time. But like, yeah, to come back and wrap this all up and be like, oh, fuck, we as, like, the viewers didn't even, like, realize this right. was going on. Right. And then, um, wow, he's been... And to go back so far, he's been struggling a really long time with this. Mm-hmm. And um, I, and then I felt really sad when, in the next episode, when he tells Meredith that it's situational yeah. depression. And I was like, oh, chief, man, that's not great. Like, that's what addicts do, you know, like... Mm-hmm. And I feel really sad when Thatcher's like, he's drinking again. And Meredith's like, well, everyone drinks Mer- or eggnog on Christmas. And Thatcher's like, not recovering alcoholics. Right, like, right. And, and Meredith, you know, shits on Thatcher. And it's just making excuse making excuses for chief and i understand why she's doing that but it's really it's just it's really complicated it's the point i'm trying to make it's yeah. super super complicated yeah and i feel like it's complicated because like meredith probably knows it's wrong but also is getting something out of this like or in a not in a weird way but like i just think she's like getting this one-on-one special time where she feels like important and feels like and she cares for him clearly. I mean, there's been plenty of episodes in these six seasons where she's cried on his shoulder. And like, yeah. I really think he is this weird sort of father figure. And so, yeah, it's just really sad. And I think like whether or not you like Chief or not, like, I don't know how I feel. But I also do feel like he's such a has really good shining moments on the show and it is a constant. And so it's just like, oh, I forget he has this storyline like it yeah. know, snuck out. I think I, I, I there are parts of Chief that I like. But I and I, I completely understand the like 
the issues that he's going through and that it's difficult to admit that you're that you're actually like struggling uh but i also think he's a freaking doctor oh yes you have a, a much higher responsibility when you're a doctor and an alcoholic than For when sure. you're a mathematician or a <laughs> like yeah a librarian like when you have people's lives in your hands like you need to be much more careful and and i'm not saying that he can't be forgiven but this is a huge screw up of his and i yeah go ahead sorry no i totally totally agree with that i also just think like addiction fucks with you and you don't like i don't think chief is thinking well that's why i think chief does say he takes a step back from surgery like, he tells Bailey, like, you need to take all of my surgeries. I'm going through shit. And so I think he does realize that. Like, once the thing happens with the bile duct, he's like, oh, fuck. I've been really careless and irresponsible. Um, but the thing is, he's not willing to stop drinking. Yeah. Like, because... He chose drinking over... Over surgeries, yeah. you know? And so that just shows, like, how dark of a place he's in. And... You know, I'm just like, you just, you're not thinking clearly when you're on a substance and you're addicted to something. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so, you're not thinking about like, oh, I'm putting people in danger. Like getting behind the wheel and driving, you know what I mean? So. I thought it was interesting too. It was fun, not fun, that's a weird word, but like to see (laughs) Thatcher in like a good place. Also like. Oh, but his shirt was so unbuttoned. Yeah, he's such a magoo. (laughs) But he was like there for Christmas, the hodgepodge Christmas, I called it. And that Bree and I, we had to look it up a few weeks ago, but like, you're, he didn't start drinking until after Ellis because yeah. Meredith asked him mm-hmm. and he's like, no, that was just because he was a bad dad. Like yeah, he wasn't yeah, yeah. drinking at that point. So I, I was like, oh, that's where they confirm that fact that we had to look up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Um, I seem like I'm like overly critical or not. Oh, like, no. No. You alcoholism, but I think you just, it, it's like tough love and you have to like let the person hit rock bottom and I'm, I've had friends and family members who have struggled with this, and and I think that is one of the reasons that I seem to come across so harsh. But like, you just have to let you you have no control like over them. It's like the serenity prayer, right? You know, right. God grant me the serenity to accept the things like I cannot change, and all of those things. And they cannot change Richard. But I feel like this entire episode is like people trying to change Richard. And oh yeah, and. Because of that, Richard doesn't hit rock bottom soon enough. No, I totally agree. Um, they could all use a meeting themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm going to pop us over to the subject of Bailey's dad. Because oh, yeah. Yeah, I love, love Callie's conversation with like... Oh, yeah, what, in the gallery with yeah. him? And she's like, I recently started dating women. <laughs> <laughs> for my family and she had the nicest talk but I feel like it was almost um a process for her as well because like she didn't realize I I think that when she first had the conversation with her dad it was almost like she didn't realize how abrupt a change it was for him you know like hey I'm like super into men most of my life but you know what now I'm into women and so I feel like it was a a growth for her as well to realize that like what she did was pretty uh abrupt for people who hadn't been following along with her well right yeah because that she has that conversation with bailey where she's 
like like you didn't tell your dad about the divorce he's like you didn't tell your family you were dating women like (laughs) i just like loved that comeback and i i liked how it was like it showed that she had really been reflecting on her own process Mm -hmm. and that she really cared for bailey even though they're not like besties um although there is that like drinking party that she teddy and arizona have at one point which i just love Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That after, <laughs> after the spider comes out of that guy's hand with wards or whatever. Yeah. The, I love that friendship. But anyway, I really liked this. And, like, uh, I don't know. I really like how William Bailey comes to, like, terms with his daughter's different life path in this episode. Yeah. I think, like, in the beginning, I really did not like him. I was like, I think him like going on that like speech about being proud and now I'm not proud like you're like fixing a hernia and then goes to dinner which I love how Bailey asks Meredith and Derek to like I will be there like I have a surgery and then I am available like and they're like sure come over but then when he's like I don't know he's like talking to her like she's 15 years old at the dinner table to me yeah I was like, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. And then, like, Bailey given that long. And then you think Bailey's speech is over, and she says something else again. Yeah. What did, I wrote down, oh, she says, oh, uh, well, yeah, because he says, mind your manners. And I, I wrote, not a fan of bowels at the table. Yeah. Um, and then she gave him a teaching moment, which I just love. Yeah, she um, did. I just, I was funny. Like, when I first saw him, and, like, when he first comes in, and she, I was like, oh, I feel like he's so, this is going to be great. Bailey's dad. Again, I don't remember these. And then as soon as, like, he comes out of the gallery, and I, I think he's going to, like, give her this compliment, I was like, no. Like, yeah. I felt like Bailey in that moment. Like, you just think the opposite. Like, you think, oh, you should be so proud of me. Look what I just did. Yeah, and- I did love, though, at the end when he said, because I'm like, as a viewer, I'm mad. I, ba- right. I Bailey's my number one, you know, and I'm mad that her dad is talking to her this way. And then at the end, he kind of flips it. Like, how do you think we felt? You didn't tell us you got a divorce. Right. And I was like, that's really fair, too. Like, right. he's hurting as a father that, right. like, Bailey didn't come to them. And so I agree with you, Laura, just to take it back, how you said, like, you liked his storyline about how he came to terms with Bailey's different life now. Yeah. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you had like you didn't know your own child like had gotten a divorce and then you heard it from a relative that they weren't even that close to because he heard it from like a niece or nephew or something. And then you arrive and like your daughter is divorced. Yeah. In la- I know this is like later seasons, but when I like later on you see that Bailey is like pretty close to her parents and immediately after the shooting she goes and visits them and then like there's the there's those episodes in some season where they're like flashbacks mm-hmm. and like and that baby had an older sister who like died from like sudden in- infant death syndrome and like she's been really close to her parents since then um and so in that context which i know it's like later episodes I think it's really, like, surprising that Bailey didn't tell. But, I mean, I understand that she, like, really, she has this issue, like, wanting to impress her parents. And she was, like, super into getting Wellesley and then, like, you know, yeah, and everything. But I, I think, I think William Bailey has a point in that, like, you tell the people you love when major right. things in your life. Yeah. I'm happy that at the end they could both kind of see. I'm happy that Bailey said I'm sorry. You know, like, they... 
you're kind of like, you're right. I should have told you, but also him being like, your life isn't ter-. like I saw Tucker. He seems really healthy and happy and right. doesn't seem worse for the wear, you know, so they could both kind of come together and be like, we, we both did some wrong things in this situation, but we're family and we'll move right. past this, you know? I thought it was a nice, like, rounded out story to, yeah. like, like, kind of end on a happy note. I love know? when Bailey gets, like, mama bear because, like, first of all, she'd be a great mom. But when she's like, my son is happy and yeah. healthy, I was like, yes, you tell him, like, you know better. Like, you can be a single mom and, like, the like, divorce is not the end of the world. Like, yeah. I, that, I love that speech. But, yeah, no, I thought it was great. Also, I love that everyone at the table, like, once <laughs> Bailey was done, they just moved past it. Like, yeah. I was like, that's good. <laughs> like, you're past the green beans and everyone just kind of <laughs> nodded and they're like, yeah, we're all doctors here. Like, yeah, we get it. So, um, do any other notes on that before we get to um, Teddy and Owen and Christina? No, we okay. Before we get to Teddy and Owen, we have to just talk about Teddy because Teddy is not defined by Owen. Well, duh, I did, yeah, I just meant of the three. I yeah, I don't feel that way. Um, yeah, because my first note about her is Teddy is here and she is a cardio goddess. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote. I didn't realize that her first intro to the show is like as a present for Christina. Yeah. Like how funny that then it ends up. Being, being what, what it, it is, is yeah. you know. My first note is Teddy is beautiful and confident and not afraid of super judgy Christina, and I love everything about her. Yes, yeah, I loved when she's you know, dancing so in the rain, and and Owen's like, she's been living in the desert a long time. <laughs> like, I loved that so much. I love when like Christina is like, oh, I haven't heard of you, and then Teddy's like, I yeah. haven't heard of you. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And she's I, like. Christina is so judgy for episode nine and it's it, like Teddy just like doesn't care at all how judgy Christina is. Yeah. I, I wrote, this is a weird episode. I mean, like I know Christina has been looking and needing a mentor, but I felt like I literally wrote this version of Christina is weird. It feels like a little more out of character. Like I don't see her being this it's out of character at all. Like Christina is clearly one of those like super ambitious, like, you know, obsessed, obsessed with academic achievement type of people and like right. I get that like I have a little bit of that myself on occasion not that I'm like proud of it but like and you you when you are looking at papers you're like oh who wh- what journal has this person published in like you know if you're looking at collaborators you're like oh are these like valid people or like you know that definitely goes through your mind and like for Christina, who grew, who she, Christina has a PhD, so that's how she thinks, you know? It's not, she's not just, she's a mud fud, which is MD, PhD, right? And so she has, like, academic background, so I feel like this is a very natural reaction, like, she hasn't heard of Teddy at all, and, you know, that is a very valid, common reaction in academia, and Christina was raised in academia as a, as a, like, scientist, doctor, I guess that, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just, uh, uh, yeah, no, I I think you're right. I think that makes sense. I, um, that's with going to like the top schools and she mentions like every other sentence. Right, right. Went to Berkeley and Stanford and Smith and was the top of her class at all of those places. So I think make a lot of sense that she isn't necessarily looking at like Teddy's skill set, but is looking at her credentials. Yeah. Um, 
I just love the dichotomy of like of uh, Christina hating Teddy, but Teddy loving Christina in the beginning. She's like, she's great. She's yeah. the best resident I've ever worked with. Like, I think that was just a beautiful little moment there. Yeah, I also love that she beautiful. she is so radiant and like, oh my god, she's very beautiful. I I love Teddy. I've always loved Teddy's character, and so I was really excited to see her. Yeah, and like, I I love that like. In the beginning, like, Christina is, like, doing this whatever procedure, and, like, Teddy's trying to walk her through it, and Christina's already, like, doing it or whatever, and Teddy's like, oh, I guess I learned something today, and he's, like, totally fine with it or whatever, but then when Teddy has to flip, she does. Like, when I tell you to book an OR, you're going to book an OR, and this is why I know these things, and it would kind of, like, put Christina in her place a little bit, and then... Instead of being like a Han, who'd be a dick, yeah, she let Christina like first assist and chose to teach Christina instead of, um, and that, and I know where this storyline is going, and I know that Teddy teaches Christina a bunch of stuff, and so it like makes me really happy that that's how Teddy responded instead of like being. Yeah, about how Christina was treating. It surprised me at first because I, I, I didn't. I just, I feel like so many of the people before have would do the Han and like, because Christina was such like a, like a harsh, you know, person, they would like put her in her place and then not teach her. But I like that she did. But I also, at first I was like, oh shit, is this the one where she like sets her up to fail? Doesn't she ever do something and like the patient? I think she does. Like is g- going to die any, there's drums downstairs. That's Who knows what's going on? But yeah. Addison with Izzy with the patient that's going to die no matter what. Right. No, I know. I, I know I'm not thinking of exactly of that. But I guess I was just pleasantly surprised. And um, it's fun to, like, see a good teacher again. It's just so, been a while. Like, Teddy, is that Teddy doesn't just, like, teach the medical things. She also teaches Christina, like, how to be human, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, in, in the end of episode 10 with, like, the heart girl, which is, like, that episode with the, the girl with the yeah. heart. Like, that is, like, w- this episode and episode eight where with Wallace Anderson, like, those cases that, like, get you to your core and are so um, overly emotional and crazy, just, like, that is what defines Grace for me. Yeah. The, the girl who wants to play in the snow with her, like, she literally doesn't have a heart, and then Teddy gets, you know, brings her outside. Like, that is peak Grace for me. But anyway, and so, like, Teddy doesn't just teach Christina, like, the medical stuff. Like, she... So when there's the car crash, I don't remember what happened to the organ donor. Um, organ palooza. Yeah. <laughs> and Christina is like so flippant and so rude and just doesn't have any respect for the bodies. Like Teddy just shuts her down and she just like, this is not a celebration. And right. she drags Christina to the room where the dad is just sobbing over his like teenage daughter's body. And like Teddy has such respect for like humanity and I, I just love that she's there to teach Christina not just how to be a surgeon, but to be, like, a good human. To be a good doctor. Mm-hmm. Because in order to be, like, a good doctor, you have to have good bedside manner and yeah. be able to interact and with your didn't do that with patients. And, like, no. actually Han didn't do that with Christina. And I don't think... I think there are not that many mentors that do that. Like, I think... I do think that Arizona is, like, very good at teaching Alex to be a good human. And, yeah. like, re- like she has that speech where she is, like, you know, these, like, you can't just defend, like, you, like, you, you can be there for, you know, the kids, but you can't 
you can't like harass the parents and like you know she she really teaches Alex how to be a good doctor and how to care both about the parents and the and the kids right and I think she is very dedicated to mentoring and I think Teddy is the same way but I don't think I don't think some of the other mentor figures are like that necessarily mm-hmm. yeah I agree like I don't I- think Owen is really like that with April with trauma you know no no Oh, and just like to throw shit around. Yeah. Um, I really, I, the scene where Teddy and Christina were doing the surgery and like something was going on and Teddy was like, stop, think what you want to do. What do you want to do? I don't know why, but that scene made me want to cry because I was like, she's giving Christina what she finally needs. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like in, in this moment, she's letting Christina make a decision because she feels like she's competent enough to do that. And, um, yeah, I think you're right, though, Laura, too, that she definitely, like, helps Christina outside of the OR as well. Um, but <laughs> I I just, it's also, like, I don't, I'm, like, maybe now we can slip a little bit into, like, the Owen thing, but it is so tragic to me that, like, here we are, this is season six, and we're in 15, so all those years later, and, like, she's still being emotionally, like, torn around by this man well and i like i forgot i literally did not remember that like teddy saying i have loved you for every second of every day yeah like i blacked that out and then when owen is like i love christina like i do not remember teddy confessing her love to owen well that part when he's like of course i did you were engaged you idiot you idiot i've loved you forever i've loved you when i was coupled up single every second of every day i'm in love with you that was such a fucking good speech and like how do you then say no yeah you idiot owen responds and he's like violently yelling and he's like of course i love you back right and and then he like gets really close to her and then he's like but now I love Christina. Like, yeah, what is her dramatic? <laughs> that he loved her back and literally be yelling and like, you know, he flails his arms and everything, you know. And then, then to get that close, that her hair is like brushing his face. <laughs> well, I just think I think he's saying I'm in love with Christina to himself. Like, yeah. I I think it's like a convincing. Like, if you say it out loud, then. No. But Owen should not be in a relationship. That is my, he is not, hel- he has not done the work to be in a relationship. Like he doesn't know himself. I think he's working. I would say like he's in therapy. They've had couples therapy. I, I, I would argue that like he, maybe, obviously he's not 100% healthy. A, none of us are. And B, like he's doing the work. But I don't, I just think like, I just think that like in that moment, A, attacked with emotion. Like, yeah. um, and then B, like, I just think that he was, it's like too messy for him to say maybe what he truly feels. And so it's like he needs a minute. Yeah, but then he doesn't take a minute. No, and he goes not at all. I know. It goes with Christina. And I was like, I hate Owen and Christina's kissing. Sometimes it looks like he's eating her face. I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah. When he like pushes oh, her I up against the wall. Oh, I they were They were like squirming. I don't know. I didn't. Okay. Uh, I don't really like Crowen. I don't like Owen with Crowen? anyone until he gets <laughs> But Wait. I have to say, I loved, I love raw Christina when she's like, I'm insensitive, but I'm not oblivious. And when she gets upset, her voice gets like, oh, oh you know, yeah. Sandra O's upset voice is so good. It's so good. I, well, I just she, thought that oh, voice I was like, I totally felt her. And she was so when 
Christina is like opens herself up and lets her be herself be vulnerable. That like tears oh, that's me the best. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's our favorite as well. Um, I that scene was really tragic right before the big like Teddy Owen conversation when. Christina thinks he's looking at her, like when she comes into the room, yeah. and then and then he and looks to her. Music playing, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know that part is sad. Um, okay, this is kind of besides the point, but you're gonna laugh when I'm like, this is okay. So there's that conversation when like it's Teddy and Owen and Callie and Mark in Arizona, and they're like at lunch or whatever, and like. Teddy doesn't realize that Owen is dating Christina. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, like, they're, like, I don't remember who is being, you know, really in, in like, just not communicating well, but it's not Teddy or Owen. And so then Arizona is, like, kicking somebody under the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, and, like, that scene just gets me. And, like, when Teddy realizes that Owen got her as a quote present yeah that breaks my heart but also this is totally not relevant to the teddy conversation but i wrote and i think this every time the doctors are having lunch the way that arizona sips a straw (laughs) is so freaking hot Out of her mouth, and I just swear she looks like a model. And like I think about this every episode. Unlike Karev eating a sandwich. <laughs> so what you're saying is that is yeah, super sexy while she's doing it. And I swear it's not just because I like Arizona. Like it's a thing. No, I think you're right. Like she does look really good sucking on a straw. <laughs> anyway, not really to the Teddy point, but I wrote that down when I took my notes. No, I, I think it. that's a really... I think that might be your most important note you've taken. I think so, too. I think it's important, and it's a... You know, we know if it was filmed now, it would be a metal straw. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um, I have a random note. Yeah, I have a few. Um, I am so uncomfortable with the performance of Owen playing the guitar at the Christmas <laughs> party. Yeah, I left, and it's like Arizona singing, Chief singing, and him playing guitar. Yeah, I was like, what is this? Owen playing the guitar, and he's like, da da and just move it. I was like, this is... I actually have two notes, and like they're spaced apart where I said, I am so uncomfortable. Like, I felt... It came back to the scene, and I was like, oh, no, we're still, still playing doing guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, on a, a hunt note, uh, I think it was kind of a cute story. Again, in this rewatch, I'm attempting to, like, have not different opinions than I used to have, but, like, try to really hash out how I feel about people. Yeah. And I like the backstory about how Hunt ordered the snow machine yeah. for the soldiers. I thought that was really fun, and Christina's learning about him, too. Um I just, I really liked that moment. I feel like we're getting insight into him. Pre- and that comes full circle in season 15 when Teddy is pregnant and they're standing in the snow. And oh my gosh, I I, I just love Teddy. She's like, I would definitely hook up with Arizona first, but second, <laughs> I would hook up with Teddy. Teddy. Perfect. Also, um, I mean, no, Meredith or Ellen Pompeo is so freaking pregnant in episode 10. Like, in the beginning of the episode, when she's, like, walking around, she has that pregnant waddle. And then when she's, like, laying in bed with Derek, you can just, like, see her stomach. And it's just enormous. So it's not... notice that? No, I didn't. Because I thought because she was up and walking around, I just imagined that she was not anymore. Yeah, I I didn't didn't notice that. that. I'll have to go back and look at it. Um, No, she's 
super pregnant in this episode. Love it. That's hilarious. Um, also, Jackson is such a dick. He's like an immature boy that like is every time Christina's talking, he's like, oh, Teddy. Like, yeah, just it's such a weird. He's just not developed as a character yet. No. He's just sort of like a weird, snarky side character also, that wants to make out with Christina. Christina and Jackson are the most like it just gives me shivers. They're just so gross together. Like, <laughs> yeah, they does, don't work. Yeah. Just what? Like, I don't know if the writers were like, hmm, maybe this will work. Let's give it a try for episode eight and like nine and yeah. ten just to see. Like, no. I'm happy that they probably realized very quickly. Yeah, this isn't there's no chemistry. This doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, I, I also wrote in regards to Teddy. This is where the birds on the scrub caps, which is like my favorite. I love that. Like, personal. Yeah, about her friend. And that's why she didn't become this, like, super published, like, you know, doctor with tons of research and awards and accolades that Christina wanted. She went to Iraq because of her friend, Allison. Right. Yeah, I'm happy that they told that story, like, pretty early on, like, mm-hmm. um, and, like, kind of... Episode. <laughs> yeah, and, like, kind of, you know, wrapped up. And I'm happy that, like, Christina left the surgery and was, like she's pretty cool, you know, and, like, talk to Meredith, and, like, you can tell that, well, we just know there's there's a long way to go. Yeah. Triangle. I noticed, too, and I want to pay attention more, like, the first time Owen and Teddy have sort of, like, Music! Yes! Dude, I was like, is this Teddy and Owen's music? Yeah, so now I'm going to pay attention to it, because I think that they do have music. I think so, too. Like, Meredith music. Me, too. I wrote that note, too. Wow. Wow, We're on the same (laughs) wavelength there. I would love that. Also, I'm very, like, attuned to that ever since watching Game of Thrones, because every character has, like, music. And so I'm sure Grey's is not that, like, into that. But I just, I was like, oh, this is new. I've never heard this before. Um... Uh, I have just some random notes, if you guys are cool with that. Go for if it. We can kind of just do the quick little, it's like rapid fire leftovers. Sure. Um, I thought it was interesting that Meredith has that moment with Derek when she's like, sometimes I try to remember the five minutes when everyone was happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was Izzy and Alex's wedding. And so like they had just done post it. George was alive. Izzy. And, and I thought that was really like, oh yeah, that was the last time things were good. Like, um, also Bailey thinking that that Izzy is having an affair with Chief. <laughs> that part killed me. He's like, is that why you're yelling at each other in the office? Yeah. Uh, I keep, I have, I have so many. I'm sorry. Loved the quote that Meredith said, I lost the better part of my liver trying to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't mean to be talking so much. There's no bonuses this year. <laughs> I just, of course there's not. Like, Chief. I just mm. feel like budget mm. cuts, no bonuses. Oh, of course, yeah. Nothing. Um, and oh, and I just think it's as horribly so sad the way it ended with Drunk Chief being like, Meredith, oh, happy I know. new year. Uh, my, yeah, my note is, oh shit, Chief is very drunk. Yeah. Like, I've been there. It's when he, when not he, a good look. When he looks at Joe, it's like, another club soda. soda? Like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah you He are... plays a good drunk band there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do my random notes, and then Laura, you can do your random notes. Um, I have, oh, what's your story with her? And there, there's no story. We're friends. And I wrote, uh, except not really. They end up together with a baby. That was just <laughs> funny that it was like, we're just friends. Also, why lie? Yeah. Uh. Um, and, uh, no, no, no. Um, oh, I love Dr. Bailey and Chief interacting when she's like, 
men have needs. And like she's trying, she does this with Chief a lot where yeah. she's like trying to say something that she's super uncomfortable with. And then yes. he's like, are you hitting on me? And she's like, no, <laughs> like disgusted with that. Um, Mark is being such a gossip. I think that's really funny that he's doing that. And like people keeping like, Mark, knock it off. Um... Oh, yeah. Bailey thinking that Chief and Izzy are having an affair. So fucking funny. Um, oh, I love when Bailey, where Kaylee's like, maybe Derek can be your, your, um, like, uh, work husband. And Bailey says, with all that hair, I can't be looking at that all day. <laughs> I really, missed that line. Really funny. Um, Christmas music. Oh, the girl who didn't have a heart and, like, the boyfriend who ends up staying around, he says, like, a vampire, which I thought was a really funny line. Oh, yeah. Also, that was such a strange story. That they got proportional. I can't talk about that. I thought it was really (laughs) uncomfortable that he proposed. I just In front of Christina. I I don't know. Um, And Oh, I thought it was really sweet when all of them kissed over their masks in the ER on New Year's at midnight. And my last one is the home looks so cozy with that fire. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Laura, you go. Okay. So my first note that we didn't go over. So I wrote least valuable player is chief. <laughs> least valuable. <laughs> the L. That's funny. The LVP. <laughs> I mean, basically everything is screwed up because of him, which like he's got to ha- get some help with his addiction. But like. Everything yes. would be so much better if he had just left, you know, five, six episodes ago. Very true. To get better. Also, my second mate uh, note is, I want to be bunkmates with Jordan Hamlin and Teddy Allman. Because <laughs> Arizona was like, how do you know Jordan Hamlin? And then, like, Teddy was like, oh, we were bunkmates at Camp Okawawa. <laughs> oh, yeah, that camp comic. I forgot about that. I was like, yeah. also, I love the Teddy Arizona friendship. And yeah. so I love their banter. So I was super excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. I know everybody talked about this, but I wrote Sad Silent App. Like, makes me so sad. He's and, a good actor. It's why he's in the championship round. Yeah. He's good at being so, sad. Oh, Alex? Yeah. yeah. I also I I also really like the Poison and Wine song. Um, oh, yeah, that's the, Yeah. Oh, that's by um, Iron and Wine? Civil Wars. No. Uh, Poison and Wine by the Civil Civil Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, I wrote, Christina is not a good singer when they're singing in the OR. (laughs) She's not. That's why she doesn't sing in the musical episode. Plus, she's she's smart. People, Addison and Christina, or whatever, Kate Walsh and Sandra Oh do not sing. And, like, Christina is, like, Sandra Oh is so bad in this episode when she starts singing. Let's no. I feel like that's her character, though, too. Like, yeah. I feel like Christina would not be good at singing. Yeah. Like, like I'm Absolutely. sure Sandra, oh, she tried, could, like, do better than that. I just think she's like, fuck this. Yeah. It's so I don't Christina. sing. Yeah. I bet she and never then, sings. Final note is unsurprising. Um, I wrote, this is uh, Arizona Robin's second best haircut season. <laughs> that, well, what is the first best, then? Season seven, I love when she's like a, a deep honey blonde and it's like long and flowy. That is, I don't like the lighter blonde, but this haircut is like really nice. I also prefer it when it's curly here. 
<laughs> also, you know, it, it means it's a good se- uh, season for Callie that we haven't mentioned her hair. It yeah. it's going without notice. Yeah, that, so that's that, the best she yeah, can that, do. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I love that. Uh, what? Those are all my notes. Perfect. Um, I'll read the notes and trivia for New History. The episode's title originated from the song New History, originally sung by Andy Davis. The episode scored 14.87 million viewers. Um, I don't know why we put these dates. They filmed this in October. Uh, At the beginning, Meredith is shown to know that Izzy had a teen pregnancy. However, the last time that subject was mentioned in the show was in the third season, and only George and Bailey knew about it. This can be explained by the fact that when you are admitted to the hospital, your previous medical history has to be given. When Christina is doing the angioplasty and showing off her skills... Her patient is Gary Clark and presents with S what? Oh wait, presents with ST elevation and a blockage in the LAD. This may be the Gary Clark from Sanctuary who shoots various doctors and in the end kills himself. I almost wrote a note about that when they said (laughs) patient Gary Clark and I knew that that was the shooter's name. So it's his wife that comes in and dies. Yes. Correct? Yeah, okay. Yeah, but ever wrong with Gary Clark, the guy. What? Nothing like the shooter, nothing is ever wrong with him. Well, we don't, I'm just, but in the, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just, I guess it doesn't verify and it doesn't say it's not. He yeah. could have come in. So it's just, this, it's the same name, which is kind of weird. It's like, as writers, why wouldn't you just choose a different name? And like for a man of that generation and then Clark. Well, yeah, but like the the writers wrote the same name. Like this, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like as a writer, you should choose a different name. Whatever. It doesn't I matter. I think they're that consistent. I mean, they've made, Arizona had a freaking leg in season 12. So they make mistakes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Holidays. This episode's title originated from the song Holidays, originally sung by Mansions. Uh, uh, the episode scored 14.07 million viewers. This episode marks the Ooh. 100th voiceover narrated by Meredith Gray. This number also includes voiceovers that were shared with other characters. Um, 11... Rambin makes her first appearance as Sloane Riley. She had she made several more appearances throughout the rest of the season. Is it Kyler? Lee? Yeah, I think so. Um, Lexi Gray and Nathan West, Mike, are married in Who's real life. Mike? I don't know. Is he the the he's boy that's with? He's her real life husband. Well, he right, I like know him. that, but who? But he's who? in this episode, or else he wouldn't be in this. Is yeah, he, I don't know what character Mike is. I'm looking. Is he play the? Is he the guy that proposes to proposes? the heart girl? Uh, I don't know. You can, Abby, look it up. Bobby. I am. Some cast members sing songs in this episode. They and other cast members will do that again in the musical episode. Why is that a note? That is hilarious. And yes, everyone. He's the guy that um, proposes to the girl without a heart. Okay. That's so they're married real, in yep. real life. Um, Danielle Panabaker, who plays Kelsey Simmons, is the second of the Panabaker sisters to play a role in Grey's Anatomy. Sister Kay Panabaker played Emma Anderson in the season five episode All By Myself. Fun. Was there a third sister? Is she jealous? I wonder. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, okay. So Harper Avery. Uh, Laura, you can go first. Who are you giving the Harper Avery to? Is that... Sorry. I haven't listened to the... Po- like, is that the same as Most Valuable Player now? Yes. 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 Okay. My Harper Avery is going to Teddy mm-hmm. because... I think she just is like amping the level up in terms of teaching and she's just such a badass and she doesn't like, I think she just gives us a level in these two episodes that we should all aspire to being in, in terms of confidence and in 
you know, making your decisions regardless of what other people think about you because she's definitely getting a lot of blowback from Christina and even from like Owen with mm-hmm. the way he's teaching. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had said Meredith for being there for Izzy and being there for Krev and being there for Chief, but I think you changed my mind. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I like, forgot. I forgot about Teddy, and I. Am, I didn't like forget, but I just when my brain, I saw yours, and I was like, yeah. yeah and then no, yours makes way more sense, Laura. So I'm gonna go with Teddy too yeah, for let's all change of it. the I reasons vote. you yeah. just said. Um, okay, so now we're gonna rate the episode. How many scalpels you got there, Laura? Yeah. We have to wait. Do we rate them separately or together? Together. Together. Yeah, that is not good. Um, it's like rating this podcast time. Yeah. <laughs> and our discussion. Okay. So I would say that if I'm like averaging them out, I would say that it's, but okay, you don't know this about me. I'm very critical. So I would say this is like a five and a half, six okay. um, brought up by episode 10 but brought a little down by episode nine. Um, and I would say my, like my average grace rating will probably be like a four and a half or a five. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not- your favorite. That makes me, I love yeah. that even more. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I rated it a six out of 10 yeah. scalpels. And I am always generous with my ratings and rated it an eight because it had Two things I love. Give me a montage in any episode and I'm rating it high. And also the introduction of Teddy. I feel like a detective now. Like I'm trying to solve what's happening in the current seasons by observing the past. And so it had everything I like. So I'm giving it an eight. I think that's great. You know what? If you liked it, you go for it. Context. Like you just came off of season six, episode eight, which is like a 10 scalpel for me. Wait, which one? I already forgot what it was. Wallace. 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 Oh, because, well, but we, you, we've context, been... Arizona is your favorite character. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that there does make sense. Um, okay, well, I feel, like, very good about this discussion. Yeah, um, this is our, our last little segment we do, Laura, is if there's anything that you have a recommendation or you would like call to this share. Call charts. Oh, yeah, charts. That's what we're calling. Oh. No, the bo- I thought it was the OR board. I thought it was charts. Oh, I like I think it. you said charts last week. Okay, we'll go, we'll call it show our board. <laughs> um, whatever you would like to recommend. Okay, like, does it have to be medical or great? Oh, God. Relate? No, not at all. No, no, it can be, like, if you're listening to a podcast or a book or... Or you could be, like, I read, yeah, like, I read this cool book. You or, like, it. you okay. really like this movie or something. Whatever you want. Oh, I am really excited. I haven't, like, finished it yet. But one of my favorite authors came out with a new book like a couple weeks ago. Uh, Neil Stevenson is an amazing, I don't even know how to describe the genres that he like encompasses. If I like look at Wikipedia, it says he's an American writer known for his works of speculative fiction, but it's been categorized as science fiction, historical fiction, cyberpunk, post-cyberpunk, and Baroque. And they're just like epic novels they're like 900 pages to a thousand pages they're so good and so uh my favorite one which i would highly recommend is called seven eves and um it came out in 2015 and it like i literally sat for 12 straight hours reading it um because it was just so good i mean like i like my entire body was like cramping up because it was (laughs) I haven't moved in like six hours. But basically, so the plot of that is that an asteroid hits uh, the Earth and 
Uh, so that's going to cause all of these like crazy uh, phenomena. Uh, basically, like the tides are different, and so the volcanoes erupt, and um, and so the Earth is going to become uninhabitable. And so they, all of the like nations, realize that they're going to have to inhabit space. Ooh, uh, I like this. And. But then it becomes like a psychological drama because like how do you choose who's going to go into space and like you know there's seven billion people and then once you're up there what are the like psychological dynamics between all of the different people and how are you going to choose who's going to repopulate and like and the best part is like Stevenson is like brilliant scientist like he has like a number of degrees in science and then he'll go on these like pages of like the actual science of what would happen when all of and he like discusses it with like professors at like harvard and all of these places and so it's super accurate and you're just like wow this is the most fascinating like thought experiment and it's just so good (laughs) anyway perfect no that's a great recommendation i feel like we have a lot of listeners who would be really interested in i'm like wanting to but i I also, I don't know. I just don't read anything new. I'm so bad. I just keep rereading things. I am very, it sounds very daunting to read a 900 page book. It's 880 pages. <laughs> so you can do it. Thank you. <laughs> Once you finish Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are on assignment until then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess my other recommendation, since we're finishing up Pride Month, you mm-hmm. should all watch a movie like, like, Pride-ish. And so on Hulu, I really like Imagine Me and You. It's like the one lesbian rom-com that we actually have that has a happy ending. That's on Hulu right now. Okay, Um, awesome. Lena, I don't know how to say her name. Lena Dilbrev? No. She's on Game of Thrones. I feel like... Oh, Lena Headey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cersei. Yes, and it has Piper Parabo. Or I, I am oh, very I, thought, bad I think I saw her post about that movie, actually. Yeah. so that's streaming on Hulu, so you should all watch Perfect. it because it's super cute and we don't have many. Anyway, those are my own re- only recommendations other than be outdoors because the outdoors yeah. is a thing. I love that's, that. Yeah, that's such a, those are great recommendations. I love those. Um, well, Laura, this has been like a super great conversation. Um, I feel like we really tore these episodes apart in a good way. Yeah, I do too. And we're just thankful for all of your input and for voicemails and things and all of your like addition, you know, like my bracket. Yeah. (laughs) Helping me out with brackets. All that is very great and we love it. And thank you for being a patron and supporting the podcast. And thank you for showing up in Google Hangouts. And we please keep doing that because we love you and we want to keep talking to you and hanging out with you. So. Yeah, and we hope that you will call time of death because we... <laughs> Unless there's yeah. anything else you need yes. to say. Uh, no. Uh, I don't have the second. Um, oh, that's okay. We don't do those. Oh, you don't have to do seconds. But you okay. do have to do it in military time. Yes, you have to oh, do that's math. That's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just modular arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> okay, it is... 20, 32, and 29 seconds. Time of death.